As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's a lot of content and there's a lot of excitement and encouragement that yeah. surrounds things like sinking funds, emergency funds, investments and X, Y and Z. But you can't always take advantage of those. Yeah. Or if you can, there's always going to be a cap. Yeah. Whereas the reality is, is insurance gives you access to yeah. money that you yeah. never had. That's true. You don't have to save 50 grand. That's true. If, you know, you get diagnosed with a critical illness, you don't yeah. have to save a hundred thousand pounds for your child yeah. if you're no longer here yeah you don't have to save mm. you know six months worth of emergency fund if you're signed off work sick tomorrow yeah. and have still got to pay the bills welcome to the takeoff show if you want to take off in your career your finances and your mindset then this podcast is for you wherever you are in the world do enjoy the show welcome back to the takeoff we've got a special guest in the building ella the award-winning <laughs> insurance expert how are you doing today i'm good i'm good how are you yeah Thanks i'm for having good me. no no welcome you're very 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 welcome so give the guests a bit about yourself so you're award-winning insurance expert what else Oh yeah, I've been in the I've been in the insurance industry for a few years. Mm -hmm. um, Award winning—that's within my firm, so not okay. that it's like yeah, it's nice to say, but okay. it's not to say that it's like I'm not FCA award winning. Okay. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the government haven't said she's award winning, yeah. but yeah. So been in the insurance industry a few years now. Um, quite active on social media, um, and I'm just kind of really proactive in trying to bridge that gap between people who are financially literate and those who aren't or believe yeah. they are and they can always just learn a bit more yeah yeah i love that and that's how we actually connected right on yeah. uh, instagram because we do something very similar so we, i guess we call ourselves financial influencers a little bit yeah, fringe, yeah, yeah. But content creators yeah content yeah. creators trying to teach people about finance um i always ask people this question go for it Because you're, you know, you're a financial influencer, so this could actually be funnier. <laughs> so, what's your worst financial mistake? Okay, right. So, um, and this actually kind of ties into why I ended up doing what I was okay, doing in the insurance right. industry. So, there was a particular year, mm -hmm. a multiple of circumstances that happened within the year, but yeah. I ended up taking out a loan of 
£18,000 wow. to try and consolidate a bit of debt. Mm-hmm. I was also out of work at the time. And so mm-hmm. the logic was that basically, you know, whilst I'm out of work, I can consolidate debt, which yeah. can obviously increase my disposable income yeah. and until I get myself back on okay. my feet. Okay. Whereas looking back, more money to consolidate debt did not make mm. any sense whatsoever yeah, because I didn't yeah. address the issues as to okay, why I got into debt okay. in the first place. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, it was just bad education on not even necessarily being financially literate and how mm-hmm. to earn money and etc. but bad education on mm-hmm. what to do when things go wrong. Like when okay. you do find yourself in debt. Okay. And wow. Just those sorts of things. Yeah, so yeah. at the time, it was like, <laughs> you're being really efficient here, Ella. Consolidate debt and blah. And then yeah. now when I look back, it's like, you just increased your debt. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that is, that's mad. Yeah. Wow. 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 18 grand. That's a lot. 18 grand. But it, it's, you know what's interesting? Because I always like to find the good in a story. It's interesting that you thought about consolidation. Why, why did you think about that? Yeah, so like I said, I wasn't, I found myself out of work. So mm. I had a bit of ill health. And then mm. whilst I had the ill health, I was made yeah. redundant. Okay. Um, and so okay. it was like a catch 22. I wasn't yeah. well, so I couldn't get back into work. But okay. at the same time, I'd been made redundant. So yeah. I wasn't earning. Oh, man. So it was like this catch 22. Yeah. So my logic was to base, basically you need mm. money, you know, you've mm. got outgoing. So yeah. consolidate the debt, which mm. pays those off. And then you've mm-hmm. still got cash available yeah. to keep yourself afloat until you can get back into work, yeah. which is why I say at the time it felt like a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. But the reality is I probably could have just maybe explored a mm. few more options okay. before heading straight into 18,000 okay. pounds okay. worth of debt. <laughs> this was before I had even considered being a financial consultant yeah. as well. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. You know what? It happens to us all, you know, I've talked, spoken about my debt story i've also been in debt and many of us have been in debt i think we all have to go through the fire you have to before, yeah you, know, you we, have to we, learn we get from to mistakes get to. yeah yeah wow wow that is that is interesting i think that's the biggest so far 18 grand okay well <laughs> no no you know not to, not to, you know, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um can you give us a bit of a insight into the day in the life of ella okay yeah so average day is basically whatever clients that i have booked in for that day Mm. um i usually have like a discovery call with them so it's just understanding like their needs their objectives Mm. um a lot of clients um when it comes to insurance as well understand that it's something that they want to put in place yeah but there's not much thereafter. Okay. Um, so usually it's just about having that initial conversation with clients that I may have spoken to recently or yeah. previously. It's doing a bit of research for them. So working okay. out what sort of wow. protection package is the best for okay. them, what sort of solution. Yeah. So it would then be a case of coming back to them. And then, of course, it would involve creating some content because okay. that's where I try to stay yeah. obviously quite active yeah, on social yeah. media. So creating some content that's relevant to what I do and relevant to what I think would help my audience. Maybe the odd meeting here or there. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that's about yeah. it, really. Being and a mum. <laughs> yeah, mum. And you're also a podcaster, right? Yeah, yeah. so I've got okay. um, a show that I do with my co-host, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a YouTube show, Attic, All Things in Conversation. So okay. that kind of kind of covers anything that's news-related, political, mm-hmm. anything relevant to the economy, okay. just those sorts of things. Wow, wow. Busy. Very, yeah. very busy. Yes. That is insane. <laughs> um, I wanted to dial back into like talking about the customers. So you talked about income protection, you talked about life insurance. A few years ago, I didn't know what life insurance was. I didn't pay no attention to it, mm-hmm. um, really. And we all get those calls from our banks, emails, yep. life insurance. Can yep. you explain 
give a quick summary of what life insurance is? Yeah, so there's loads of dip- different types of insurances. Essentially, life insurance is the policy that pays out when you pass away. Okay. So it's the one where you're being responsible that, unfortunately, if you have to leave us prematurely, yeah. your family aren't worried about putting money yeah. together to lay you to rest. Okay. Like I said, there's loads of different policies. So yeah. There's like critical illness, that's the one for yeah. ill health, and then yeah. you've got income protection, that's your day-to-day. If you can't okay. work, that's... The one okay. that you want. Okay, wow. Thank you. Very simple explanation. Clear. <laughs> hope you guys uh, heard that. Um, how did you get into it? How did you get into life insurance? So the reality is, mm. is after... So I'd been self-employed for a little bit, a period of time before mm. I had my son. And then mm-hmm. I came off maternity leave, went yeah. back in because my previous role was mm-hmm. sort of in marketing. So I've always okay. been in client-facing roles, okay. um, but was in marketing, was already doing something there. And then someone basically mentioned to me, oh, look, this is a great way because you're in a client-facing role. You can further facilitate your clients by yeah. offering this, them this extra service. Okay. So that was genuinely the initial contact I had an uncle that had passed away that had life insurance so it's not something that I wasn't familiar with okay in comparison to other people I had it myself because I bought my property so I knew I needed life insurance for my mortgage like I said I had an uncle so it was something that I was familiar with so immediately I thought this isn't something Mm. that I can't have a conversation about yeah and I also immediately saw a gap as well that okay People are getting the emails. Yeah. They are getting the <laughs> annoying are, yeah, telephone yeah. calls from the yeah. bank. But the reality is, is mm. there is people out there like myself now that mm-hmm. you can sit down and have a genuinely honest conversation about yeah. and say, look, I need a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. What happens if things go left? What yeah. happens if I can't do X, Y, and Z? And mm. you're surprised at how much is available to you. Yeah. So it was after having that conversation that I was like, yeah, I'm getting into this industry. <laughs> there is a massive gap, which is yeah. why I then kind of took the social media route as well. Okay. I didn't want to just be that advisor that mm. gives you a call and says, I've got something that I'm trying to explain. <laughs> it was like, no, no, no. Let me share this loud and proud mm. so people can really be educated on it. Because wow. I think as well in in the mm. space of financial content creators mm-hmm. it's still something that's overlooked yeah there's a is, lot yeah. of talk about you know how mm. to manage debt and the mm-hmm. different techniques mm-hmm. how to save how mm-hmm. to invest mm-hmm. but what about the contingency plan yeah. do you know yeah. what i mean it's not always just about having as much wealth or as mm-hmm. much cash because you can't always liquidate those and use them in yeah. in a time of need so yeah. that's kind of why i wow. headed into it wow wow <laughs> wow okay so t- take me back to like when you first you know, I don't know, your first customer. What yeah. was that like? What was that experience like? Um, to be honest, it was someone that I knew. It was okay. a really good friend of mine. <laughs> okay. So I was yeah. really, I was really lucky, <laughs> to be fair, in mm. that instance. But it was literally just a chat with friends and family and saying, this is what I'm moving into. And mm-hmm. from that, I was even overwhelmed with the amount of people around me that turned around and said, oh my gosh, well, the minute, you know, you're qualified and mm-hmm. you've completed your training, I need to have a conversation. It's something I've been thinking about, just yeah. haven't bothered. Yeah. The reality is, is no one knows where to start. No. It's not car insurance. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to go on money <laughs> supermarket and find the cheapest policy. It's not, it's overwhelming. So, yeah. and then, yeah, just through putting information out on social media, I had someone like drop me a DM mm-hmm. and then it was like, Oh, mm. okay. And now I literally get like 90% of my clients wow. through social media. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow. Talking about the social media route, when did you take the decision to, to go to social media and why? Um, I think because I wanted 
the conversation to be okay. organic. Okay. And one thing about me as well is because I'm aware mm. of the pitfalls in mm. the industry and yeah. the sort of sales element that comes yeah. across to clients. Yeah. Also the elements of where clients have been missold. Yeah. Or where they haven't had the right cover in mm. place. It was trying to understand everyone's negative experience and mm. find a way to combat that. Okay. And I thought the best way to do that was just being transparent <laughs> yeah, on social yeah, media. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like the, the platform where you can be as loud as you want. Yeah. No one's sort of marginalizing you mm-hmm. in any way. So that's kind of why I thought, you know what, take to social media and also logic. I'm a businesswoman. You get to yeah. cover a greater ground of people through social media than you trying do. to pick up a phone and you have do. a conversation with that's someone. That's true. That's, so. that's very true. Wow. That's, that's a very, very, smart move and the content creation why that because you know it's one thing like you know having people reach out to you and speak to them you know via dm but the content creation why did you also start doing that um i think that kind of happened organically so i think it was more just about putting out content to start Mm. with that i knew would resonate with people or that i thought was useful and then through that I think lockdown obviously helped a yeah, lot yeah. of people. Yeah, I remember yeah. there was a period of time where, you know, forget Netflix, everyone was on Instagram Live every single night. Yeah, like, every night. You know Everybody I mean? it was, like was between on seven it. and ten, yeah. Instagram Live. Yeah. So it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, so yeah. I took advantage of that as well. And then just networking, you know, yeah. through social media, as mm-hmm. everyone knows, you get to network. And then opportunities, a couple of opportunities came from it. So yeah. I thought anyone would yeah oh, if, if an opportunity comes your way you run yeah, with it and yeah. and I think as well getting the feedback so having mm. feedback from people when this is something that I think a lot of people overlook on social media is mm. you never know who's watching or who you're helping yeah. and so every now and then when you get that one message where it's like I've been following you for a while and it's really helpful you're like <laughs> oh, okay. Let me keep going. Yeah, then. yeah. It's yeah. a nice, it's a nice it's feeling. It's a nice right? feeling. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. feeling. It means that you're definitely making an impact, which you are. Exactly. And you're putting out things that resonate. I think the funny thing about lockdown, and you know, speaking to a few people that started it. Mm. Did you start yours because of lockdown, or did you were you already doing this before? Yeah. That? yeah. So I was already doing it just okay. before lockdown. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, lockdown hit, and it was like. Oh, okay. And mm. funny enough, it was then, it was, I've got a friend, Tia mm. Ward, and we mm. put out some content together. Mm. She's um, she's like a content creator as mm. well. And it was at the very, very point of when yeah. lockdown hit that her and I created some content together. And I'm not going to lie, at the beginning of lockdown, I was thinking, <laughs> I was meeting clients face to face. And now I'm in the house with a one-year-old, she's thinking... <laughs> Yeah, um, this sounded good at the at the start, but now I'm thinking, how is this going to work? And then, yeah, like I said, I did a bit of content with Tia. We were just talking yeah. about finances in general and mm-hmm. then got an influx of messages okay. of wow. people saying, this is the content that I've been mm. looking for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when I thought, no, girl, keep running with it. This is mm-hmm. possible. Just keep going. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. yeah. That's crazy. You know what I was thinking? You're very driven. You're very, it sounds like you're very, very, not sounds like, you are very driven. I can tell by the content by what you're telling me today. Where does that come from? Where does that drive um, come from? I think I'm ambitious mm. anyway. Okay. Um, why? <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, because you know? there's a reason, right, for why you're so ambitious. Because some people, you know, some people are not. Yeah. They, they, some people they, are not they're driven. They're comfortable with where yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas I, you are driven, you're like, yeah, social media, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to, to go there. Some people are scared to do that. Yeah, I think... I think it's about knowing your skill set. Mm-hmm. So I'm not uncomfortable yeah. with 
having a conversation mm. on camera, off camera, yeah. in front of a group of people. I mean, don't okay. get me wrong, I get nervous like the rest of <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's about knowing your skill set. And I've always mm. had feedback when having a conversation where mm. someone said, you always appear to be confident. Yeah, yeah. So again, you run with it. So I think that's when, if you know yourself and you know what your strengths are, mm-hmm. then it kind of allows you to develop that ambition. I think okay. definitely being a mum, mm-hmm. um, definitely helps because you just always want to create better for your yeah. children than yeah. what you had whether you had the best or the worst you just always want to create better yeah. for them and I just think why limit yourself yeah like yeah. I always, it's really weird but like when you watch films from like <laughs> 1960s or the 1900s you think they had they they never thought the world was going to be like this exactly. in 2020 exactly, so yeah. us in 2021 it's like literally t- we're limitless so that's true that's true what do you want to achieve then uh, what are you looking to achieve? What am I looking? There's a mm-hmm. lot of things I'm <laughs> okay, looking to okay. achieve. Um, so I think obviously financial independence okay, is always yeah. something that's on the cards. Finan- and I think a lot of people get confused with that as well. It's yeah. like, what is financial independence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, streams of income, mm-hmm. but being happy yeah. with what you're doing as well. Not doing something because you need to pay the bills, doing yeah. something because you love what you do. Yeah. So definitely that. Um, things available so that way my son can look at me and go yeah. my mom's lit like yeah. she does this she does that etc etc do yeah. you know what I mean and then making an impact like mm. I said I think going into the industry that I was in um one thing that was really important for me was mm. integrity was yeah. like I don't want someone coming away because I've heard some stories so I yeah. don't want someone coming off the phone thinking did she just sell me a dream or like have I got really good cover because at the end yeah. of the day, you're dealing with not only people's money, but yeah. people's lives That's as well. True. That's so true. I think being able to make an impact mm. is something that, in yeah. whatever capacity you're in, mm. was something that was like, okay, yeah, if I could do that, then yeah, go for it. Wow, wow, wow. That is, that. that's a multifaceted answer. I love yeah, that. I told like, you a yeah, lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is great. That is great. I wanted to go back into like the impact and, you know, being ethical. Why do you think some people are not ethical when it comes to maybe, you know, giving people the right cover and how can people avoid those sort of situations um i think it comes down to intentions mm-hmm. i mean like let's be honest yeah. everyone knows us as consultants in the insurance yeah. industry we get paid a commission yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. not a secret mm-hmm. um as are there are loads mm-hmm. of other roles yeah, where people are paid much, yeah, yeah. commission but i think if that transparency is there from the start mm-hmm. then you as the client certainly can feel a lot more comfortable in yeah. continuing that conversation yeah. i mean it's never the client's fault if you come across an advisor or any individual in whatever capacity, if they are unethical, it's never the client's fault. But again, to answer your question, it's about that person's intention. So are they trying to help this individual because this is a means to an end and they're going to get paid for it? And you can kind of usually tell that with the type of conversation, Mm. the communication thereafter, the follow-up. Don't get me wrong, things happen. People are late. People forget to call people back. Mm -hmm. People forget to respond to an email. Things happen. But if you can then have a follow-up conversation and all of that is transparent, mm-hmm. you know where you stand. Yeah. Whereas if you try and have a conversation, it's like, there's just a whole load of excuses there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gut feel, right? Like it's if, a you, gut if, you, feeling. if you have that yeah. gut feel that this person... 
I'm just not sure. They're not, yeah. you know, they don't, do they seem like they care? Yeah. And, you know, usually your gut feeling is 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 right. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I, I think there's nothing wrong with exchanging money. We exchange money for everything. So I don't know why people make it seem like it's, it's exactly. some bad thing. That's how businesses make That's how money, business right? Work. That's we how live in a paid, capitalist so. society. Yeah. You've got to spend your money to get X, Y, and Z in return. Exactly, exactly. But I think, yeah, it's just about that transparency at the very, very beginning. Like, look, like I say to, if my clients ask and they, mm-hmm. they're like, but what's the breakdown? Okay, this is a free service for you. The provider pays my broker. Okay. Because the provider pays my broker because mm-hmm. they need to pay A for my my qualifications, my expertise to be able mm-hmm. to give you the recommended advice mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. Compared to market can't do that. Yeah. And then there's the administration. Mm-hmm. You're getting the administration of mm-hmm. me putting in place a plan for you. Okay. But then you're getting the follow-up service, things yeah. like trusts and, mm-hmm. you know, courtesy calls and reviews and being able to call the providers. Mm-hmm. So that's where the money comes yeah. from. But you don't have to worry about that because yeah. you're going to pay a premium. Okay. So you're getting twice the benefit. You pay your premium so mm-hmm. you get your cover. But also by you paying your premium, the yeah. provider can then pay my broker who then pays me. If that's transparent from the start, you can't go wrong. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that you're transparent with it. And I was just thinking, your conversations with clients, were you ever like, because you said your first few were like with friends, were you ever like nervous or did you ever get like pushed back? And how did you deal with that pushback because those kind of skills are relevant anything even yes. like when you're doing other types of business yeah yeah, yeah. i think okay so in terms of objection handling yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean be tough right yeah, it is it, it be, is yeah, yeah. i've had it like like i said because i've worked in a client facing role and in yeah. marketing as well like when you're trying to call a client and invite them to an event you know, like like with previous brands that I've worked for. So yeah. I have experienced the objection. So it was okay. nice that I had that to bring mm-hmm. into the role. But in all honesty, my tactic at the beginning was I'm not interested. Okay. Okay. I'm interested, out. really. They're not interested. I'm not pushing. I'm not yeah. asking again. But you know what it is as well? There's a yeah. level of responsibility on the individual as well. Yeah. So if, like I said, if I know I've got integrity and I know why I'm having a conversation with them in the first place, yeah. which is because I genuinely think it can be of some form of benefit yeah even if i give them the information Mm. and they don't become my client and they become someone else's client i've still done half of the job because i've given them the information so if they're not even willing to take that Mm -hmm. that ain't on me that's on you so if you don't want to hear i'm I'm out i'm not trying to push now of course with much more experience Mm. um you can just appreciate that sometimes not everyone is saying no because it's a genuine no. It yeah. just may be a no in that moment. Yeah. Or it may be a no even to test you. Okay. You know, how are they going <laughs> to handle this no? No, I don't want to speak to you. Let's see what you come back with. Oh and it's like, God. okay, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. And you yeah. navigate the conversation yeah. slightly differently so it's on their terms. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, I've had that. Oh, I did that. I did that on purpose. I was testing you because, you know, I, I, the industry and X, Y, and Z, and yeah. it's got a bad rep. And then, yeah, yeah. no one's okay. ever that scary. Okay, okay. Wow, 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 wow. It's challenging. It sounds like it a, is. It can sounds, be. It can be challenging. Um, how do you keep yourself motivated to keep on going day in and day out? Because you're self employed. Yeah. Right? So, how do you. Because I, I remember, like, for me, I've got, I've got my reasons why I'm motivated, why I work hard. And there are some days that. Like, Mm. you know and then I remember actually this is the target this is what I'm doing so how do you keep yourself motivated I think goals are Mm. definitely necessary and I think goals in all elements of life so I got a nice little say in a quote Mm. so it's like planning decades Mm. thinking years Mm. um live uh 
gosh, I gotta remember it now. <laughs> Planning decades, yeah. um, thinking years, mm. live in months, and working days. Something wow. along it's, it's on my Instagram, but something mm. along those lines. Yeah. Um, so it's about always thinking ahead, mm-hmm. but not too far ahead. Yeah. So you can always have the goal at the very end. That's what keeps you excited. Yeah. But the reality is, is you got to have something that's tangible enough, like you said, to keep going. Because yeah. there's days you're gonna wake up and you're just gonna think. This is long. I am tired. So you got to have something that's tangible, but sometimes it's not always about yeah. trying to buy a property or trying yeah. to get a car or mm. trying to retire your parents. Mm. Sometimes it's about your quality of life exactly. as well. You know, like in 20 years time, mm. I want to have X amount invested. So mm. what does that mean now? It mm. means being in a place where I can comfortably put aside 10% of my income. Yeah. You know, being in a place where I don't ever have to consider debt as a backup plan. Yeah. It's like, if I'm going to use a credit card, it's because I want to leverage it. Yeah. You know, just little things like that. Okay. Just, I think, like I said, having goals in all areas of your life and then really breaking it down to what's achievable. If you can break it down and still get excited about yeah. them every day, yeah. then you'll keep going. Fantastic. Fantastic answer. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. I do really appreciate your support so far. If you do want to support the production of this podcast, further and you want to get early access to the next episode of the takeoff podcast or you want to join in in a monthly live q a make sure to check out the link in my description either pledge to my patreon or subscribe to my youtube membership either way i do appreciate you supporting me and helping me to build the best business and finance community in the world. I do hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. Yeah, I agree. I completely believe in goals. I have I have ten year goals. I have twenty year goals. Yeah, I have twenty year goals. One of the, yeah. one of my twenty years goals is to be Arsenal manager. I don't think that's gonna ever happen, but you know, you know, someone made to do it. You yeah. never know. Write it down. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think. Um, having goals are important and having manageable goals exactly. I think is even more important a lot of people set these crazy goals and that's not what it's about you're not trying to kill yourself you're trying yeah. to set something that you think you can manage it's a little bit challenging but it's exactly. not too challenging yeah to the point where you just become dejected halfway through the year that's exactly. definitely not yeah not the one um so going back to you know working so you're a businesswoman how do you um manage that with with motherhood being very driven and then Mm. also you know doing your mother duties as well it i won't say it's easy Mm -hmm. it's not it's hard because of course it's almost like a consistent test yeah you know between trying to make sure you strike that balance between Mm -hmm. being the proactive Mm -hmm. attentive Mm -hmm. mother who's always available Mm. with the person who is driven and yeah. ambition and trying to take advantage of everything that is possible. So yeah. it is very testing, but I think deep down again, you know, in your heart of hearts, mm-hmm. you know, what's what, what's right, what's wrong. Um, and I think it's about setting boundaries as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything is costing you too much of your peace yeah. and peace can look like so many different things. Like for me, peace can be chilling with my son peace can Mm. me be me just having quiet time on my own Mm -hmm. peace can be just you know no drama yeah so i think if there's anything that's going to cause you too much then it may be something that you just have to yeah let go of and then you you know what 
For anyone else who's got a business out there, you got to be willing to outsource. Yeah. You got to be willing to invest in yourself. Yeah. To then get the best out of your business. Yeah. So if that means taking on an assistant, like there's virtual assistants on Fiverr <laughs> that are really, really like yeah. affordable, yeah. but get it. Because yeah. if that frees up an extra mm. couple of hours, even a few minutes or whatever, even if it frees up headspace, mm-hmm. it's worth it. That's very, 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 very true. Why do you think people have a problem spending money to invest in themselves, but it's very easy for them to spend money on a Gucci bag, 500 pounds. Is it even 500? It's probably a grand. Could so be. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Lube's, the mask might be a bit. I don't know if Louvs are in fashion, but like Jordans yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Why, why is it so much easier for people to do that than invest in business and saving time? I don't think those people have written a business plan. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think they've written a business plan. Because the reality is, is if you've got a business yeah. or, you know, you've got something that you're actively working at and you want to mm. scale it. Yeah. Bottom line is, if you want to get from here to here, mm-hmm. there has to be a route. What's yeah. the route? Yeah. You get in your car or you mm. get on the train or the tube and mm-hmm. you plan your route from A to Z. Yeah. Uh, so the reality is, is what's in between? No yeah. one, if they're trying to get from A to Z, is going to go all around the houses <laughs> deliberately. <laughs> you know, you're going to plan the most effective and maybe yeah. the most cost-effective route. So like yeah. I said, those people haven't written a business plan because if they had... They're going to think, okay, what is this cost to me? And like I said, it's not always mm. money. It's not always about, yeah, but if I employ someone and my mm. profits are 500 pounds, they're now going to be 250. Mm. They might be 250, but you might mm. have an extra 24 hours in the week that you are just sitting back doing nothing exactly. that you can then use to generate more income. Yeah. So if you use those other 24 mm. hours in the week, mm-hmm. yeah, you might have spent 250 here, mm. but you might be earning 500 here. Yeah. Now you're yeah. at 750 rather exactly. than 500. Okay. So... Yeah, those people ain't really a business plan. That's that's smart. That's smart. Wow, you're giving, you're dropping gems. You know, wow, 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 wow. Okay, oh, there's so much I want to like tally off on that because, you know, going back to you know balancing motherhood and um, also working hard, business plan, and mm. you know, I'm um, investing. Do you feel like you've had to make any sort of sacrifices to? Yeah, you know, okay. yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's about understanding the sacrifices. So mm. earlier this year, I mean, it's not a secret, but earlier this mm. year, I moved. I sold mm. my flat last mm-hmm. year, um, and my partner and my son, we all moved into a bigger house mm. um, at the beginning of this year. But the reality is, is it took hard work to be able yeah. to acquire the deposit to be able mm. to make that move. But yeah. as a family, it was something we knew we was going to do, something we really wanted to do. Um, so were there times last yeah. year where mm. I was working incredibly hard? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. that meant sacrificing, you know, some nights not being able to put my son to bed or mm-hmm. it meant not always, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was locked down to so how much celebrating and going out and stuff yeah. was we doing. <laughs> that was That's pro- the reality. That was, you put it then, whoa, you got you know a problem, I mean? you know. <laughs> exactly. So, but at the end of the day, yeah, there's definitely sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And again, sacrifice in terms of, energy sacrifice in terms of headspace but there was a goal in sight and the Mm -hmm. goal made sense okay so when the goal was then achieved I could never look back and be like oh my gosh I did x y and z and now I'm just thinking was it worth it Mm -hmm. because I made sure it was going to be worth it from the get-go yeah so I think yeah there's definitely going to be things to sacrifice you just have to weigh it up and make sure that it's going to be worth it if not and it's a lesson learned then it still was a relevant sacrifice yeah. to a degree because you can know what to do better yeah. in the first place. I think there's a lot of things when it comes to being an entrepreneur and a business mm. a business CEO, you know, yeah. like work hard, work hard. <laughs> no, we, we can work hard yeah. and we can work smart. Yeah. And 
you know, combining the two, being willing to outsource. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have it all figured out, but yeah. being willing to outsource, be also being willing to learn, mm-hmm. then yeah, like keep going, yeah. keep stick yeah. with that. Yeah. But you just got to make sure the sacrifices are working. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, it's true. You don't want to sacrifice yourself into a hole. That is the worst kind of situation. You work so hard. Yeah. And now you're just basically on a hamster wheel. You can't yeah. get off. That yeah, is the yeah. worst kind of situation exactly. I could ever imagine. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm constantly thinking of not, you know, getting myself. Like, if you even think from a career point of view, a lot mm. of people work so hard. They get so high up. And they then get what? to a point, earning so much money, but they can't spend the money. They, they can't, can't spend do anything. It. Yeah, it's now, now so, what? Yeah. So what was the goal? Exactly. Oh, 100k salary? Yeah. 100k what working 24 hours doesn't make no sense do you see what i mean exactly yeah yeah. it's it's definitely about thinking about it before doing it and like you say working hard working smart um it's very 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 vital to not get yourself in the the hole so i'm very very conscious of that Mm. um going back to life insurance yes what would you say are the benefits of life insurance critical illness I've got critical illness and I've cool. got life insurance at the moment. So I'm cool. one of the good ones. But for the cool. people that are not the good ones, <laughs> what, what's the benefit? The benefits are, gosh, there are there are so many. So the reality is, is the benefits of any type of mm. protection in place is yeah. you have a contingency plan. That's the reality. And like I was saying as well, there's a lot of there's a lot of content and there's a lot of excitement and encouragement that yeah. surrounds things like sinking funds, emergency funds, investments and X, Y, and Z, but you can't always take advantage of those. Yeah. Or if you can, there's always going to be a cap. Yeah. Whereas the reality is, is insurance gives you access to yeah. money that you yeah. never had. That's true. You don't have to save 50 grand. That's true. If you know, you get diagnosed with a critical illness, you don't yeah. have to save a hundred thousand pounds for your child yeah. if you're no longer here. Yeah. You don't have to save, mm. you know, six months worth of emergency fund if you're signed off work sick tomorrow yeah. and have still got to pay the bills. That is very so true, yeah. it's access to money for a, a fraction of the price, mm. you know, that you didn't have to work hard for. So for me, from that perspective, it's a no brainer. There are loads of other benefits tied in. I know 100%. A lot of my clients do it. They did not read the small print. <laughs> you, you have got access to GPs. You've got access to health reviews. Yeah. You've got like, wow. yeah, you've got access to, um, you know, like mental health support, mm-hmm. recruitment support, bereavement services. There are a whole load of things that are tied wow. in to your protection policies. And the providers are proactive at mm. adding even more benefits into wow. the premiums. Um, I had a conversation with Zurich a couple mm. of weeks ago and they're actively working towards, you know, developing apps mm. that come along with your life insurance okay. policy and wow. just all of those things that can contribute towards your mental and health and well-being, mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things. So there are loads of benefits, but bottom line is, is access to money you didn't have to work for. Okay, wow. That is that's very, very, very interesting. <laughs> you know what? I, I think the, the parts that excites me is the little benefits that you were saying, like the yeah. GP, remote GP... Um, their mental health that's really 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 good benefits and you're yeah. right nobody reads a small print I don't read a small yeah, print you don't because you, don't, you think I the have, policies yeah. put down and if you think about it as well mm. the benefits that are tied in are actually really strategic Yeah. so it's almost the way the providers have done it is we're going to give you access to mental health support mm-hmm. from now because we don't want you to actually have to take advantage <laughs> of the policy because that usually means that something's happened yeah. if you have to take advantage. Yeah. But the logic of that is, is mm. we've already mentally prepared you because the mm-hmm. reality is, is mental health, physical health mm-hmm. and finances go hand in hand. Yeah. So if you think about the loss of a loved one, mm-hmm. 
we can't even begin to expect what the mental anguish yeah. is when something like that happens, yeah. let alone worrying about still paying the bills. Yeah. So that's why all of those additional benefits are tied in as well. Okay. It's almost a way of preparing you and saying, look, this is actually what goes hand in hand with finances. Take advantage of them now while yeah. you don't really need to. Mm. So you can be prepared, not mm. if the worst was to happen, but just so we can give you yeah. that extra benefit. Then if the worst does happen, at least now you can appreciate it even yeah. more because yeah. we were giving you these benefits from the beginning. Okay. Wow, wow. There's a lot more to it. There There's is. a lot more to it than that. I did not realise. I'm going to um, have to... Have a look at my life insurance, see what kind of benefits <laughs> I'm getting. That is mad. Um, so, you know, we're both millennials um, and obviously we have the Gen Zs behind us. And I guess, do they need life insurance? Should they be considering life insurance? Yeah. And what's the best ones for them? Yeah, so it maybe if it's not even necessarily life insurance, but mm-hmm. definitely income protection. Okay. We as a generation. Do they still do that? What, income protection? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I remember, yeah. didn't they pull some They pulled type? redundancy. Redundancy, okay. And unemployment. Yeah, that's crazy. Imagine that's you had that before that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they pulled that with COVID mm. because literally like March 13th last year, as with any insurance policy, yeah. there's an application. In the application, it says, are you at risk of redundancy or unemployment? Mm. Well, the reality is, is when COVID hit, the whole country was. Yeah. No one knew how businesses were going to be yeah. affected. So they had to pull the cover because they couldn't okay. effectively insure people. Okay. But the reality that not a lot of people know is income protection now, it covers you for ill health, sickness, accident, okay. etc. Okay. What a lot of people take for granted is mm. that can also be effective if you're out of work. So if okay. you've got an income protection policy today and you're working and then you end up being in between roles mm-hmm. and you can't now effectively find more work because you're sick, yeah. your income protection policy will oh, kick wow. in. Okay. So it's not a case where you just mm. have to have the income protection policy mm. because you're employed. Yeah. What about the periods in between where you can't now get more work because okay. you're not well? Okay. So I would definitely say with millennials and the generations coming behind us, with we're, you know, no one's staying in jobs or roles as long as they were. You know, like mm-hmm. our parents, it's like 10, 20 years yeah. that they're staying with a company. Whereas the reality is, I think the longest, I think the average time, I think now is between 18 months and two mm-hmm. years yeah. that any one person is staying in a role. No one ain't trying to stay with an employer just because of the employee benefits. No. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, no way. No. So that's why I say income protection yeah. is a no-brainer. Okay. And the reality is, is it's really affordable. I mean, okay. you can't quote me on this because it depends on the person mm-hmm. and it's all tailored to their circumstances. Mm-hmm. But if you're on a 30K salary for less than 1% of mm-hmm. that salary, yeah. so that's like £25 a month, you can ensure your income. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you paying more for mobile phone right yeah and i'm sure in a couple double of years that, netflix double. is going to be at that price exactly. as well yeah so. the way it's going it's like, the way it's, it's going up nine pound now yeah i think it's, it's even more than that i think is it's it? like 11.99 or oh something yeah see so that so yeah definitely income protection for millennials um and then critical illness as well mm-hmm. unfortunately the statistics especially with covid yeah. reality is apparently one in two of us is going to get cancer i'm, not, I'm not even going to look at you because oh my god no why do you say that why do you say <laughs> I'm that i'm just stating the facts oh but my gosh yeah i've never heard of this yeah gosh. so there's loads of statistics out there where wow. yeah we're living longer but the reality mm. is is mm. we're also surviving critical illnesses more yeah. but the reality is is they are increasing okay 
Wow. I'm not going to say no to £50,000 yeah. to help me if I have to be out exactly. of work for six months because I had a heart attack for yeah. whatever reason. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy because the critical illness, I didn't, I didn't even really know that they had that insurance. You see, this mm. is how uneducated I was about that, that space. Um, the reason why I actually got critical illness was because I was buying my property. And they, they, he said, you should get this just you in case. You should get a life I'm and like, critical illness plan on a decreasing exactly. term to match your mortgage. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, 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 to be yeah. fair, he was all right. He wasn't like trying to, yeah, he was no, a good no, broker. No, but, yeah, you know, he yeah. mentioned it. I was like, it's a good idea. Yeah, you're you're yeah. right. If I do fall ill, who's going to pay for this mortgage? mortgage? That's yeah. what I'm saying. And I need yeah. somewhere to live. Um, so that was one of the reasons. And you're you're right, like, you know, I don't know about the heart one and two cancer. That's cr- that's scary, yeah, but yeah. you never know, right? You never know what's going to happen. So you're better off in definitely insuring yourself. There's so many illnesses out there these days. And exactly. now we've got COVID to add, now add we to, got COVID. to that. We don't even um, know what the long-term effects, effects exactly. are. Exactly. We, we definitely don't know. I, I, I've had COVID. Um, I'm fine. As you guys could tell, I had it a year and a bit ago, but yeah, you, you, you don't know. Um, Going back to life insurance, is there anybody, or even critical insurance, is there anybody that shouldn't get it? Or should everybody have it? I think everyone should have it. I don't think there's anyone that shouldn't. I mean, like I said, you are working for the best employer Mm. of all employers. They're giving you free private health care, free life insurance, you know, four times your annual salary, critical illness. You've got sick pay for like the next 12 years, (laughs) whatever it is. Well, what if you leave that role? You always yeah. want to have something yeah. in the bank that's of your own, your yeah. own little policy. So then, like I said, you're not tied to that employer. Yeah. So the reality is, is no, everyone should have it. And I think it's about asking yourself that question as well, like taking the horrible statistics out of the equation, like mm-hmm. with yourself, you wasn't thinking of the health side. Mm-hmm. You was thinking, hold on, yeah, I've got a mortgage yeah. and I need somewhere to live yeah. and I need to pay my mortgage. That was it, yeah. It's just yeah. a simple question. Where I am today... Mm-hmm. Do I ever want to be in a worse position than where yeah. I am now? If the answer is no, insurance. If the answer is yes, that's a good idea. then don't get it. That's a good idea. Because then that's a possibility. A but if idea, the answer is yeah. no, then get insurance. Because that's one of the things that's going to guarantee you're never going to be in a worse position yeah. than where you are now. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know what I find actually very funny? The fact that we're more willing to pay for car insurance, obviously it's mandatory. Yeah. And other things and things that's to do with our health, yeah. dental, medical, life, critical... People just scoff at that, yeah. but they're willing to spend money on other stuff. And actually, when you think about it, it's not that expensive to pay for these other things that's actually tied to your health. Yeah. It's meant to help you exactly. to do anything with your health. So I, yeah. I find that fascinating why people sort of just like... Just dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a big take, deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal. They're yeah. willing to take the gamble. <laughs> the gamble. Yeah. Well, I think with yeah. income protection, it is a gamble. It because is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many of us have taken time off? Yeah. You know, like maybe it's like one or two days and then we've gone back to work because of whatever reason. We've mm. got responsibilities. We need mm. the bills to be paid. Yeah. No one's trying to sacrifice holiday yeah. against sick days and X, Y, and Z. In comparison to actually saying, yeah. um, I'm not feeling too good right now. Yeah. I need to take a couple of weeks off. Yeah. My employer's going to have to deal with it. Yeah. I can still pay the bills while mm. I get back to being at my optimum health. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, yeah, reality, it is mm. it is a gamble because we just don't know what life's going to throw at us. And yeah. we get in that car every day yeah. and we drive. <laughs> Them London streets are yeah, a gamble. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Or exactly. getting on the tube with COVID yeah. now. That's yeah. that that's a gamble. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. We don't. And I think, I think that does boil down to the 
the uneducation and the miseducation. Mm. I mean, we come out of school and we go straight for those of us who choose to go to university and we get thrown like thousands of pounds thrown at us, yeah. but no one told you anything about a credit okay. score yeah. and stuff like that. So there is a big, big gap mm. in the education. Massive. Massive. And I think the problem is as well yeah. is word of mouth can also play a big part. Yeah. If you're like 21, 22, re- the reality is who are you looking at to educate you on things like that? Your parents. But if your parents have had a bad experience... Exactly. Yeah, it just trickles down. It's going to yeah, keep trickling yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. So th- I think that's a big problem as well. But yeah, if we can educate... Which we're trying to do. Yeah, we're, we're trying to do that. that not yeah. everyone has to have a negative experience and, yeah. and get the understanding of why mm. people have had negative experiences. Yeah. I think yeah. if we can get around that, then yeah, we can change the game. Yeah, yeah. And I think it'll, t- it'll take time, but I think it's exactly. going to happen eventually. I think there's definitely way more, you know, awareness of this stuff than there was 100%. a few years ago. And people are actually yeah. starting to uh, take this take seriously. Heed, yeah. Um, going to the challenges of being a business owner, you have you found it challenging uh, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges i think some of the biggest challenges is um second guessing yourself okay because i think when yeah. you're when you're when it's you and obviously i'm a big advocate of like i said outsourcing and x y and z but when it's you and your business it is a it's it's more than just a source of income yeah do you know what i mean it's something that you're passionate about it's mm. something that you love so you want to always get it right yeah so you're always thinking of every eventuality you know like there's times when i put out a piece of content and i'm like i wonder how that did that did that hit the right tone yeah could that be misconstrued yeah. x y and z <laughs> or you could just be sitting there thinking yeah what do i do now i'm out of ideas now hmm what next so yeah it definitely can be challenging or sometimes you just get to a point and you just think what's next mm. okay i've been doing this now yeah what's gonna happen next year x y and z or like you said you get on that hamster wheel because it's gonna happen even yeah. if it's just throughout the month for a short period of time it happens you know you get up and you find yourself in this routine and then you think nah man i'm, I'm tired what now <laughs> and then it comes back so i think that's yeah. i think sometimes you can be your biggest issue overthinking yeah. things second guessing doubting whatever but i think networking and having conversations with other people mm-hmm. um can really help to overcome that and not being okay. not being afraid to share ideas and mm-hmm. just take you know like experience or advice from yeah. other people other perspectives is great sometimes yeah. when it's not just your own yeah i you know what i think when i was content creating i definitely struggled with oh, how's this going to come across oh, what are people going to say are they going to read it in this yeah. way and you know what i got to a point i think who it was one of these other Instagrammers that, you know, that does a whole, they teach us about like Instagram and all this and content right, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And one of them was saying, look, stop overthinking it. Like you will never know how it's going to do until we put it out. And who cares anyway? Just put it out, right? Exactly. And if it does good, it does good. How do you manage to overcome the challenges that you mentioned? Um, That's a good one. Um, I'm a big fan of writing things down. Okay. So like of like being quite methodical. So like to do lists and X, Y, and Z. So I think if there's a challenge, like write it down, what really is the challenge? What yeah. are you being presented wow. with? Yeah. Then obviously thinking of any immediate solutions, talk it out with a friend, ask someone else for help who you think either is more experienced or you just need a fresh pair of eyes yeah. on something. Um, so I think, yeah, that's probably the best way that I can say I can cope with challenges. 
do I get frustrated and have mm-hmm. like a meltdown every now and again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think with your own business as well, mm-hmm. the reality is, and it's a hard one, but the reality is, is how bad can it be? Unless yeah. your business gets shut down tomorrow. That's true. Then because it's you, you can always be flexible. You can always be fluid and think mm-hmm. of a way to adjust and and overcome it that is kind of like the beauty of like being self-employed and being an entrepreneur is that it doesn't just stop there whereas the differences which sometimes people think is easier when you're employed Mm -hmm. is the reality is your employer has an expectation so if you don't meet that expectation Mm -hmm. then that's it yeah that's true do you know what i mean so there's less room for maneuver yeah yeah you you know, shut your desk off mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. or whatever and go home, <laughs> yeah. but it kind of stays with you if you know your employer is disappointed. Yeah. Whereas with it's you, it's like, okay, what's the solution? Yeah. Like, how can we overcome this? Yeah. If I have to wake up tomorrow and rebrand myself because I messed up yesterday, then <laughs> we'll do something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That is, that's epic. Um, <laughs> it's interesting to write it down because I feel like when you write something down, you actually look at it and think, actually, like you were saying, is this actually as bad as I as think I thought it, it was? Is? Yeah. You know, I think for humans, whenever we get negative news, we're always filled with dread. We always yeah. think of the worst case scenario. But like 100%. you said, is it going to kill you? Is the business shutting down? Most likely not. Yeah. Okay, maybe something bad happened, but is it fixable? Yes, it is fixable. Um, yeah. You know, and I think on the previous episodes, we've actually spoken about this before in terms of thinking more from a solution perspective instead mm. of a problem perspective. Yeah. It's very interesting that you brought that up. And I think yeah. that is definitely a very important point to, you know, keep um, in mind. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's starting out their business? What three things would you say that they need to be to be successful? Um, okay. Understand what your business really is. And is this a business? Mm-hmm. Is this a side hustle? Mm-hmm. Or is this a hobby? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got the third one. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, yeah, like yeah. let's just, <laughs> let's just be honest. Yeah. So I think it's to understand really what it is. So that would be tip number one. Mm-hmm. Tip number two is knowing your resources. Yeah. So for example, if you take the following 12 months, you know, how much income am I looking to achieve? Um, what sort of things from the perspective of a CEO, essentially that's where you're trying to get to. At Mm -hmm. the moment, you're just a one-man band. You want to be a CEO of a limited company. If you're trying to scale the businesses, what resources do I need? That may be a social media manager. That may be a marketing executive. Mm -hmm. That may be an administration assistant. Mm -hmm. If you know what those resources are from the beginning, you know, it might be studio space, office, whatever. If you know what those resources are in the beginning, then you can kind of start work backwards from there. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to need an office. I can do this in my bedroom right now, Mm -hmm. but eventually, I'm going to need an office. Let me work towards that with that in mind, rather than, like I was saying before, where you're working, you're seeing income, and then you're not willing to let go of some of that money to scale the business. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would probably say, yeah, yeah, resources number two, and then three as well, probably kind of roundabout way, kind of boils back down to that integrity yeah you know like what are you really trying to achieve how are you trying to impact people and what's the long-term vision aside from making making money i mean there are a million ways 
to make money right now. Exactly. And it's not to say that people haven't got into businesses to make money, but mm-hmm. and it's just taken off and they've done mm-hmm. really well, mm-hmm. you know, great. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the ideas are flooded in and maybe the integrities come afterwards. Exactly. But like, just maybe if you can think about that from the start, mm-hmm. I think that's a good approach. Wow, wow. I love, I love those tips. I love the integrity. I love that you, you reinforced it. I love the fact that you're saying, be honest with yourself. <laughs> Is it a proper business? You know what? Like, is it a hobby? Is it a side hustle? Just yeah. be be honest just at the end honest. of the day. You just got to like, you know, take that humble pie sometimes and just realise what it is to you. And, yeah. you know, be also honest on how long it's going to take you to do it. If you're spending one, two hours a week, yeah, very likely it's not going to grow as fast as you as would you like it. To, if you're yeah. spending every day, yeah, maybe, but it's not guaranteed either. So you exactly. just got to be honest with yourself um, <laughs> in, in every aspect. That's that's just very funny. Um, what would you say to, uh, you know, mothers that are starting out their business? What would you say, like, what tips would you give them for them to excel in terms of their their business as well as you know balancing balancing being a mum well. yeah I think mat time management yeah you've sis you've already got the skills because mm-hmm. you are a yeah. mum so yeah. you've got time management mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it we never feel like we've yeah. got time management under control like let's mm-hmm. face it but the way we are able to multitask yeah. is next <laughs> level <True that. laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. so you know, use your mothering skills that you mm-hmm. use to raise your child mm-hmm. to raise your business yeah. at the end of the day. So, and then I think, yeah, just trying to find the balance between the two. So time, the reality is, is, you know, like for example, with my, with my son, there were, I'll be honest, there were times where I was having a conversation cause he's only two. Mm-hmm. There were times last year during lockdown where I was trying to have a conversation with a client during a nap. And of course then he woke up. Yeah. It wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. It was hard at yeah. the end of the day. But then as experience grew and sort of, you know, ex- my experience as being a mom, my experience as, you know, having conversations with my clients, as that increased over time, it was yeah. like, okay, you can't always have a conversation and be playing Russian roulette with him yeah. waking up from his nap. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you got to try and work this out. So it was like, okay, bottom line is, if I have to spend one day a week mm-hmm. and cram as many clients in, to that one day for example and then do the admin when he's gone to bed or whatever mm-hmm. so like just know your routine okay. and how you can effectively yeah. use your time i think that's the number one the number one tip and definitely thinking of the direction that you're going to go in because there does come a point in your business as well when it does start to grow where you mm-hmm. then find yourself toying yeah. with scaling the business and taking all that comes with it yeah. and still trying to be that same mum that you yeah. was before the business yeah something's got to give yeah and got to give something you've got to give something yeah, and yeah, sometimes yeah. giving up something isn't always a bad thing mm-hmm. sometimes it means giving up something to be a better version of you in the yeah. long run yeah so just yeah don't be Love too that. hard on yourself either, yeah. Man. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not about being perfect and i think yeah. you know that's what you're echoing throughout today that it's not about being perfect some things you might get right some things you might get wrong but don't be too hard on yourself and yeah. just continue um improving that i definitely definitely love the tips um it's been great having you thank on. you thanks for um, having me no you've you've been a great guest you've dropped so so many gems and you've got me to think in a complete different way so I've, you know i've got my notepad cool, cool. Mentally anyway. <laughs> um where can people find you um, um okay so on social media instagram mm-hmm. um ella insures ella underscore insures mm-hmm. 
if you want to drop me an email, mm-hmm. it's hello at ellarinshaws.com. Drop me a DM. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, on my social media, all yeah. of my, like, booking contact. If you just want to have a chat as yeah. well, like, it's fine. Just a simple conversation. <laughs> People have got policies as well in place and they okay. want to get them reviewed. Okay. Because sometimes that doesn't always happen with previous advisors. Yeah. Just, like I said, life catches up, especially with COVID. But if you've got something in place and you want to review it, mm-hmm. just to make sure that it's cost effective, maybe mm-hmm. your circumstances have changed... Yeah, I can have a look over just to awesome. not to discredit your former advisor. Okay, to compliment them and make sure yeah, everything's yeah, still yeah. good. I like that. I like that. It's that that's a great way to to um, um, spin that. Um, what have you got planned next in the pipeline um, at the moment? So in the pipeline, got a few collaborations coming up um, with a couple of brands like finance apps mm-hmm. and stuff like that coming mm-hmm. out. Um, I'm also kind of switching up the content okay. a little bit as well. Yeah. So a slight sort of reintroduction, really okay. going to home in now on like those conversations that not everyone Yeah feels always as comfortable to have surrounding mm-hmm. financial literacy mm-hmm. um, and insurance and just understanding why there's gaps. So yeah. yeah, switching up the content, partnering up with a few brands, um, potentially a few events next year. Okay. I'd really wow, love, it's always good. been something that I'd love to do. Yeah. So yeah. I'm at the moment, I'm just like doing my research, seeing yeah. what the people want and then seeing yeah, what I can yeah, give yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think definitely there's definitely a gap for that. There's not enough yeah. events happening right now for yeah. financial literacy and yeah. I'm sure that and financial literacy where the event is lit as well yes do you know exactly. what I mean yeah, like yeah, that it, nice it balance yeah, yeah, yeah it needs to be you know have some jerk chicken some jollof rice you know all yeah. of that there and as well, talk money yeah exactly and walk away uh, thinking okay yeah what better can you do yeah no that, that's awesome I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how those unravel obviously you know share across the socials let me know we can talk about it yeah you, you yeah know, definitely if you happen to have an event in the future hope you've all enjoyed this episode it's been great having ella on board it's been fantastic hope that you've had your notes and we'll see you for another episode next week as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast that's indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply